today takes everything you got. Taking a break from brown girl worries, let's all drink up a shot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Grab your phone and download the Budge Up podcast right away. So they keep us entertained. You want to be where you can see. Problemas are all the same. Assimilation where butchers put all the blame. Problemas are all the same Assimilation where poachers put all the blame Welcome to the Pocha Podcast at the intersection of Brown Pride and Assimilation. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And this month, beginning today, <gasps> for the next 30 days, is Latino Heritage Month. Yeah. From September 15th until October 15th. We have to have it right in the middle. It's really weird. Well, we want to occupy two months so people don't forget. Right. No, uh, totally. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. I was kind of pissed off about it. Like, really, the fifteenth. Like, do you have to do it around the sixth de septiembre? Because there's more other Latin American. Well, you countries. have to go payday to payday, cat. Oh, that's <laughs> it. Fair. Yeah. So this is the Pocha Podcast, and we are going to be celebrating Latin American Heritage Month in, you know, the Pocha way, which is a little bit of fun, a little bit of escándalo, escándalo, but always us at that intersection. And for the listeners who um, are just joining us because we were featured on Podbean, welcome to our OGs in the house. Hello. Also welcome. Yeah, episodio 18. This is... And Charlene, what do we have on tap for today? We are going to talk about the borderland and what amazing things have come out of the borderland. What have what inventions and everyday amazingness has come out of our area? We are also going to talk about undercover brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people that are Latinos, but you didn't really know it because they were hiding it for some reason. And um, we're going to play a little game, <gasps> you and I. I'm going to play a little game. Mm -hmm. Bum, bum, bum. And then we're going to do it, Kat. We are? We're going to do it. Oh, I'm so excited. We're going to talk about WAP. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Anarquia de Nuevo. So uh, explicit content coming up in uh, the Que Hay de Nuevo. Beware. (laughs) I am looking forward to every aspect of (laughs) today's Episodio 18. So the borderline contributions. Yeah. So when I was thinking about this, my first thoughts were for the margarita, not going to lie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I had heard a story and then I thusly had read online that the margaritas were invented in Juarez, Ciudad Juarez. And I'm originally from El Paso. So that for me was like a borderland exclusive thing. Like, oh my God, that's so cool. That one of the best drinks in the world, very well known, all of the things. Right was created in Juarez, Mm -hmm. and that might not be the case. (laughs) (laughs) What what did you find? Okay, so when I did some history checking, and this is like some of the things in this world, we're never actually going to find the actual origins. Like Guinness wasn't there for the world record of the best 
whatever invention that someone created for the margarita. No, that didn't happen. So there were various My house 2017. <laughs> so there were various theories about where it got started. One of them was Ciudad Juarez. There was a guy in uh, 1942 who said that he had invented it at his bar or um, he was a bartender and he had invented it at his bar. And before that though, in 1938, so this precedes it by what four years? There was um, the origin there, the origin story in Tijuana, which is still a borderland, just not ours. Just not ours. <laughs> Fair. I'll still take it. It's a border. <laughs> it's a borderland creation. So the origin in a Tijuana restaurant called Rancho La Gloria in 1938. Wow. So I'm a little bit bummed that it wasn't Juarez, as it likely turns out. But also, it is still a borderland city. Like, that's pretty cool that it was still in the borderland. At least there's those There's those two. There's probably some more theories out there, but I'll stick to those two. Whatever. I found 1945 mm-hmm. El Paso Juarez area, a place called Tommy's Place. Huh. Okay. The dude's name was Pancho Morales. Of course. That's got to be the guy that invented it. Absolutely. I'm down. How do you like your margaritas? Um, okay. Free? <sighs> Free. Just kidding. <laughs> There's this, there's um, a margarita that I've had that's cucumber and jalapeno. I know, Ooh. I know. For you purists out there, you probably just <gasps> threw me a whole bunch Sacrilege. of... Right? You you gave me stink eye and all the things. But that margarita is fucking hella good. All right. Uh, is it like blended on the rocks? What do you got going on? So it's on the rocks. It's not blended. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's um, like... Ch- chunks of jalapeno in there like slices mm-hmm. and there's cucumbers in there as well all right so yes it has the i don't think it has the cointreau coin is that what it's called control thank mm-hmm. you as you can tell i make i'm a bartender myself um and it <laughs> i'm the alcoholic so of this group it's fine <laughs> so it doesn't it you know it likely doesn't have the rest of that but it, it does have this like little kick to it sure and it just it was good and i think it was rimmed with um, like a pecan, because in our area we have some Bal- pecans, like um, caramelized pecans. Wow, that's really bougie. good. It's not bougie. If you Maybe have a caramelized little. pecan rim, fine. Bougie. So that's my favorite one as of mm, all right. yet. My favorite, well, just classic margarita style i like real lime juice not sweet and sour i can't handle sweet and sour real lime juice tequila ice not blended a little bit of salt my favorite bougie margarita if we're going to talk about it la posta which they have a trillion different kinds of margaritas right um it here in mesilla they have a silver coin margarita that has a blood orange base It is freaking delicious. The only thing I don't like about it is that it comes in a tiny glass because it's very strong. And I'm always like, hey, give me the grown-up cup. Why are you giving me this shot glass? But it's delicious. That's probably my favorite margarita. Okay. And what is tequila do you to remind me again? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you get the little baby glass. That's why you get That's the baby why I get glass. The- yeah. Me and tequila, I... Yeah, I don't know why, but for some reason, when I drink tequila, it's like it reawakens the fiery fierceness Aztec. of my ancestral mm-hmm. 
people and it's so much gloriousness that I black out. (laughs) (laughs) My humanly form cannot absorb all the awesome that tequila is. So I don't drink it a whole lot. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So Pancho in El Paso Juarez area Mm -hmm. at Tommy's place. Okay. I like it. Okay, so here's the thing, though. No matter how you slice it, the margarita is a contribution to the world. We Mm -hmm. gifted this for you. Sure. And no matter how you slice it, it came from a borderland area. So I'll I'll take it. it. I'll take it. Okay. What else you got? Burritos. (laughs) (laughs) Also a contribution (laughs) to the world. They, They make for a great package. Their packaging is excellent. Right. It's a tortilla with stuff, yeah. beans, meat of some sort, chile, cheese, happiness. Mm. It's the perfect like meal on the go. And if you put avocado in it, it's California style. <laughs> Why? It's true. It's very true. So that one, again, I had heard that it was from the borderland area, the Juarez El Paso area. I had heard, the story I heard was that they needed to, to, there was a food vendor who needed to create something that was easily carryable mm-hmm. over the border mm. to like construction sites and to workers, like just your average sure. Joe and Jane and whomever else. What I have found on the interwebs though, <laughs> oh boy. was that maybe that it wasn't actually from the Juarez area. Okay. So, so A, um, there's a, a theory that it comes from Chihuahua in the 1910s. Mm. Again, something that was easily able to be carried. Portable. Por- yeah, very portable. Mm-hmm. But also there was an entry in the Diccionario de Mexicanismos from 1895 that mentions the burrito. Seriously. So it's been around for a long time. It predates... Some of the stories that I had heard, like what is in the 40s or Chihuahua in the 1910s. Mm-hmm. So ch- ch- the chances of it being a borderline contribution, slim. But the amazement that a burrito has brought to all of our lives, 100%. Oh, yeah. I love burritos. Foil, wrapped in foil. Mm-hmm. That's the way. And slight. I know, I know. Slightly drippy. Because you know <gasps> then it's a little bit good. Then you no. know there's like some... I want it tostadito, like where you put it extra on the comal so it's a little bit crispy. <sighs> That's bougie ass. No, it's not. It's I probably just got the burned ones <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> They're like, mm, she'll eat that one. No, the story, this is sad. The story I found was... <laughs> When you okay, so when you looked at sheepish when you're about to tell a story, yeah, I'm dying. It's sad because it was about it was in the Juarez area, and supposedly this food vendor, street cart food vendor, was down the street from this middle school where apparently there were some children who were special. Like okay. they had some needs, some special needs. I'm worried about where this is going. I know. I read this. It's not okay. Oh. And he was looking for a way, again, portable, accessible, get them some food, you know, for the kids or whatever. And he called them burritos. No. I know. Yeah. We know where this is going. <laughs> because the poor little children. No. I know. Wow. 
That's not okay. Not way to go, Juarez, but also way to go if that's the origin story for portable burritos. Poor babies. Oh. So the one thing I will say on this burrito subject is just because it's a tortilla that's like lighter wheat or low in sodium and you put spinach in it and you call it a wrap, (laughs) it's still a fucking burrito. (laughs) Like, I don't care. I don't care what you do to it. That's still a burrito. Don't try to sell it as some kind of like white bougie thing. It's still a burrito. Yeah. We... This is funny. My there's this Greek restaurant here in town that my family likes to go to, and uh, my dad and my stepmom will take us there. And they have two different kinds of pita bread, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I don't even know the names of them because my stepmom will say, "Not the one on the menu, the one that's like a tortilla." <laughs> 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 they bring out this pita that's like a little bit more like a tortilla, which. <laughs> They've adjusted for the New Mexicans down mm-hmm. here. Yeah. It's the hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. What's your favorite kind of burrito? Mm, Reno burrito. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite. favorite. So there's this place in town um, that makes these burritos that are like, seriously, the size of my forearm. Mm. Burger time. And they, they're just huge, and the chile is like not so wicked hot that it's unbearable but it's in the perfect spiciness all right and it balances with the um the beans that are in there oh it's it's freaking amazing that i love sounds it delicious and i want that right now in my life sorry i do love a good reno burrito so what's yours i really i love a reno burrito i'm not gonna lie yeah? i think that could be my favorite okay. with beans so next time after COVID or <laughs> safely apart distance, we need to have like a reno burrito and some mm. margaritas. Boop. Oh, I there love it is. that. Let's do that. Just don't like, don't, I don't want to see the, the, the fire goddess from the tequila come up. Well, I can only have one then. Okay. Okay. In fair. a child's glass. Okay. Fair enough. All right. What do you have? Well, we talked about this on our last episodio. Lupe Ontiveros was born in El Paso. Ooh. I think that's a contribution. Ooh, ooh. And yes. Kat, when we were talking about her, we did not know she had passed. I, we did not. Like years ago. Slightly years ago. Many years ago. <laughs> and for those who didn't listen to that episodio, Lupe is? Or was? Or uh, is? remains will always be the character who people will know as the lady who killed selena but she's really not <laughs> pobrecita and she also played a maid over 150 times damn sad anyway still every time you say that or every time i think about that it still like blows my it's mind so much anyways spanning decades Decade. if you saw goonies mm-hmm. and if you're our age you probably did mm-hmm. several times she's the maid in, in goonies sad yeah <sighs> She is a contribution. Rest Agreed. Peace, Lupe. Agreed. Uh, this is a trip. Um, New Mexico Tech. Okay. Socorro. Not quite border. I'm pushing it a little. Eh, borderesque. Borderesque. Okay. Um, total accident. This dude, Frank Etzcorn. Okay. Not a Latino, I'm guessing. Um, was doing some kind of experiments because you know new mexico they do all kinds of experiments atom bombs all kinds of shit (laughs) uh accidentally spilled liquid nicotine on his arm 
What? Boom. The, the nicotine patch, patch no. was invented. Shut up. I swear. This dude. This dude. Accidentally. Mm-hmm. Was like, damn, I feel high. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I can make this a thing. Happy accident. Happy accident. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Who knew? Who knew? So, you know, quit smoking. Use a nicotine patch. and uh, Or don't start and, smoking in the first place. I don't know. <laughs> and remember Socorro, New Mexico. New Mexico tech. Mm. There you go. Damn. I know. Yeah, he said, uh, actually, he he said he noticed the effects because he became nauseous. <laughs> so it was quite the spill, actually, that happened. I'm kind of wondering in my head, like, what the fuck was he doing with liquid nitrogen? Nicotine. I'm sorry, liquid. <laughs> I'm wondering in my head what the fuck he was doing with liquid nic- nicotine. Like, uh, Yeah, what, I don't. Adam what bombs. do you have in your fridge? Um, there's a Coors, there's a Lone Star. We oh. get Tang and Nic- liquid nicotine. Yeah. <laughs> what? Tang. Remember Tang? Uh, I could never drink Tang. There was something in it that I was allergic to. Not shitting you. Keep going. Wow. Why do you give me that look? <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I- Okay. So, um, Selena, I think is, is a contribution to the world. From a border town? Esk. Hey, listen. If Socorro, I'm just saying, I threw in Socorro. Okay. Yeah. So, Esk. Esk. You know, more or less. Mm-hmm. So, not specifically from border towns, but I'm also considering Cortez shoes a contribution. Wow. Yes. Uh, shouldn't they be? Lokes. We are fashionable. It's true. Chanclas to throw at our children. <laughs> <laughs> listen. <laughs> I think that's a contribution, too. You fucking... If y'all would have done this to some of them children out in the world, Mm-mm. we wouldn't have some of the bullshit we've been having now. Do you think that when they have like the dollar chancla sale at Old Navy, there's just a bunch of abuelas and like old ladies in there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get the venta for the chanclas because they know they're going to need them. You know, because when you run out of chanclas to throw, you're looking for other shit to throw. Well, because sometimes you got to kill a fly. Like they're, I mean, multi-purpose. Absolutely. But also, when you need to spank a kid and you run out of chanclas, you start looking for things. But chanclas are kind of like the easiest, like, you done wrong, but, you know, you only need this. You don't need, like, the actual cinto. The manguera. Yeah, or the manguera. Oh. Mm. All right, last one. Do it. Sharpie eyebrows. Whatever. I'm going to go with it. Wow. Sharpie eyebrows. Contribution. People are getting that tattooed now. Thank you. Yeah. You know what I learned just a few days ago from our executive producer? What? Threading your eyebrows was um, an invention out of prison. Prison. Yes, I dude. did not know this. Get out of here. I did not. Yes. That's OG shit. And it's amazing. Oh, I love threading. I'm not equating the two, to be clear. What do you mean? Sharpie eyebrows and threading. Oh. Not equating the two, but I'm just saying... They probably both came out of prison. Probably both. Can, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can't go to Walgreens and get your, <laughs> you know, cover girl black eyeliner, wet and wild, light the, oh, light it with the lighter. Speaking so it, like that, that eyeliner wouldn't even go on. It was like a fucking crayon. Like you could not make that shit right. But if you lit it with the lighter, <gasps> boom. I thought I was the only one who lit it with a lighter. You had to. Oh. Oh my goodness. You had to. That's the way it worked. It should have come with instructions. I'm pretty certain that I have the same eyeliner from when I was in high school. 
I'm not gonna lie. Like, when do I wear fucking eyeliner? When? Well, when? Now we know so. why. <laughs> and it's probably still the same exactly. <laughs> I can't with you. Oh, but sometimes you can. All right, cats. Those are our contributions. We have really good contributions. I'm just saying. Oh wait, no, that's not true. I have one more. I have one more. I have one more. It's the queen of contributions right here okay new mexico green chili oh come on i'm just right? slow clap everybody slow clap mm-hmm. for the green chili mm-hmm. absolutely you know you should all be thankful because whatever comes out of anaheim and colorado mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, no. you're second best not gonna lie yay for the chile agreed thousand right. percent this is the pocha podcast and this is Latinx Heritage Month, Yay. starting the 15th, right today. Today. You yeah. have a whole month to celebrate. Grab your eyeliner, grab your margarita, grab a burrito. What's coming up next? Undercover brown. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. What does undercover brown mean? So, or at least to you. Yeah, undercover brown is like the OG pocha, right? Undercover okay, brown, okay. people that were trying to come up in an industry, trying to come up in a job, particularly those that were in the film or music or whatever. Right, so kind of more in the spotlight. Yeah, so they definitely identified and grew up as some kind of Latino, but their managers or maybe even their family or themselves knew that they wouldn't get as far in their career if they were associated with being Latino. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. they changed their name so that they wouldn't be typecast into, uh, you know, a smaller market of whatever kind, if they were acting or singing or whatever it was. So lots of people, Undercover Brown, you didn't know they were Latino, but now it's like they're coming out of the brown closet and saying, oh yeah, by the way, I was Latino the whole time. Yeah. Absolutely. Like who? So who? Okay. So one of the ones that I know offhand, a hundred percent, because I'm a fan of the show. I'm a fan of the character Linda Carter, who played best known for playing Wonder Woman. <gasps> yes, Wonder Woman. Right. Mm-hmm. So her actually her the born name that she were the name that she was born with, Linda Jean Cordova um, Carter, Get and out. she's from Phoenix originally. Ah, Mexican American heritage. Oh, Wonder Woman. But she did Linda Carter, you know, shortened everything up, mm-hmm. kept out the Cordova, all the things. Because, you know, again, Hollywood at the time in the 70s probably didn't want a Wonder Woman who was Latinx. Especially Wonder Woman, right? Because right. it's supposed to have this mass appeal, superhero, whatever. Yeah, that wouldn't have gone with the image at the time. All American, red, white, and blue, exactly. on her chones, on her cape, all mm-hmm. the things. Yeah, that wasn't going to fly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was something that I didn't at first know. Yeah, me either. Later on knew, Mm -hmm. but was just fascinated that, and it, like, it clicked in my head, like, like, would she have been able to make any other kind of movie, like, would she have had a career otherwise? Right. And unfortunately, that's something that, at the time, you had, you really had to consider. Well, you had to choose. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't, you could be typecast and pushed into, you know, a tiny box where, sorry, you can't fit this market. Yes. Um, Look at Selena. Right. She did. She was part of her fame came from being a crossover. Right. Like she was able to bridge both markets um, and her pochaness showed like she was a total pocha. had to learn. She could sing in Spanish, but couldn't have a conversation um 
she was very familiar with things like we talk about you watched if you grew up watching oprah and christina in your house like you might be a pocha that's uh, <laughs> you know both worlds were definitely part of her and upbringing and she still had a nose job like she still got her nose redone mm. to f- i mean i don't i'm not i'm not like bagging on her about it don't get me wrong but it that's just the reality of it is like her nose was maybe too Latinx mm-hmm. and needed to, in her mind, be adjusted. Appeal. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the difference is, is like, back then, we would have, we were, we were more likely to be like, okay, I understand. And now people are like, no, that's not your true roots. Why did you do it? There's more of a calling out about it. Right. So, yes, I completely understand being from her generation because generations have changed. And so now there's more of a calling out for not being authentic mm-hmm. than there was when she was alive and um, celebrity status and being big, right? So The hips. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's obvious when she's on stage, she's not going to be a white girl from New mm-hmm. Jersey. Obvious. Get it. But she did have a nose job and she did have to like walk that line sure. of being brown, pr- brown pride or brown and proud and assimilation at the mm-hmm. same time. So she yeah. would have totally been a listener to this show. hundred percent. She would have been our best listener. <laughs> Who else do you have? David Blaine. Fuck you. Seriously? He's Puerto Rican. The guy who can like make himself floats. Out the levitating the- guy. Wow. Puerto Rican. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe it's David Blaney. <laughs> See, people would freak. They're just like, oh, he's such a great magician. But if they knew he was Puerto Rican, they'd be like, it's Santeria. And Uh nobody would like it. Right? (sighs) So there's one that I saw of um, that I have known for a long time. Vicky Carr out of El Paso. Hmm. Contribution. Yes. Well, yes. And (laughs) I saved her for this part because she she was living brown, undercover brown. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Hold on. I have to actually read this because I'm otherwise... So her name was Florencia Vicenta de Casillas Martinez Cordova. Stop. Vicky Carr. Wow. Right? So she's a um, singer. Well, even as a brown person, I want to shorten that. (laughs) (laughs) Flo Cordova. Wow. (laughs) So from El Paso, from the Borderland area, Latinx heritage, but changed her name, like, seriously. Dang. Right. That's excellent. Um, All right. And so, and go on. Your turn. Vanna White. Shut. Puerto Rican father. Your mouth. I know. Her la- she changed her last name literally to White, which was, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it, I guess go all the way. Uh, but, um, yeah, she took her stepdad's last name or something like that. Half Puerto Rican. Wow. Mm-hmm. Would have never known. Mm-hmm. I know. Mind blown. Yeah. Give me a assimilated for 500, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, st- I'm still trying to like grasp around that one because for the longest time I really did think that she was just a white girl. Well, yeah. I'd turn in. Turn in some letters. Yeah. Oh, Wow. Can we go home now? Because I need to just let this process. (laughs) Your whole world has changed. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So I have one on my list who's not Latinx, but. Okay. All right. The reason she's on my list Mm -hmm. is because you had mentioned earlier that sometimes celebrities have to change who they are, whether it's just their name or facets about themselves. Sure. And this individual who's originally from Spain or this individual who originally has a Spanish background Mm -hmm. literally had had her hairline moved back an inch so she had a a, a larger like head um, forehead because I guess and I, I mean I don't know that I noticed but maybe I noticed I don't know Latinx for or um, I shouldn't say Latinx because she's not Latina, but foreheads are shorter maybe for people okay. who have hairline is yeah okay so she had Deeper. hers kind of lifted by an inch so wow. that she can have a larger forehead. Rita Hayworth. So, really? Yes. So she is Margarita Carmen Cancino. Okay. She's Spanish. She's so I want to make that very, very clear. She's Spanish. Okay. So for me, that means that yes, she speaks, or her her family may have spoken Spanish, but with the, you know, cancino. Um, But she's European. You know, as far as I'm concerned, like white, right? Mm -hmm. But because she was always cat typecast in as the exotic person oh interesting she changed her last name and took her mom's last name her father was the the spaniard wow and then she moved her forehead line or you know i don't know what that entails exactly did she get it threaded in prison (laughs) 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 i'd give her way more props if she got it threaded in prison not gonna lie senora cancino (laughs) yes so she's on my list, but mm. only because y- you can see how far you needed to go in that time frame. But I mean, still up until a few years ago, you were still seeing people who would change their their demeanor and whatnot, like Linda Carter that we mentioned. Interesting. To be able to have a career, mm-hmm. and that's just like fuck, man. Her her pops was pissed that she that she changed her last name really? to Hayward. Like she took her mom's her mom's maiden name in order to mm. have a career. Um, he was, you know, a little butthurt. I get it. True. Right. Fair. But she had a career thereafter. Like mm-hmm. you can't deny that part of it because before she was just getting kind of side parts and then. Wow. <sighs> well, and that is where you say, like, is that selling out or is that breaking through and giving other people a chance? Like, is that getting your foot in the door, seat at the table, all that kind of thing? Or is it you were not true to yourself? And I mean. We can go back and forth all day, but some of these people, even even if they change their name, you know they didn't get treated like other actors, singers, whatever. They had to pay their dues. I, I can see that, yes. I mean, and hers is incredibly obvious mm-hmm. from what she, the part she was getting before to then changing her last name modifying her her mm-hmm. her face a little bit so that now she's a leading lady right right like we wouldn't have known rita cancino mm-hmm. or margarita cancino mm-hmm. we know rita hayworth that's right so 
it's fucked up. Like that's the bottom line is it's fucked up. That intersection is fucked up. Well, and the same people kind of calling out and being angry are the same people that make up the audience that you're trying to appease. So yeah. Where do you fit in that judgment category? Like where are you at? Yeah. Let's play a game. All right. From sadness to let's play a game. Let's play a game and see how little cat knows. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you go. their given name okay and then i want you to tell me what their star name is oh shit okay you ready <sighs> uh, i'm not ready but let's go peter jean hernandez peter jean hernandez uh okay so P- um no i don't know who the hell is that bruno mars shut your <laughs> face come on bruno mars okay so what in this decade though like or in this era why would he have changed his name just more appeal pigeonholed or just yeah being pigeonholed more appeal uh and that's with most of these folks just it it's got star quality it's got that zing that thing that's gonna make you a star honey wow Mm -hmm. i mean bruno mars is catchy but peter hernandez is just as catchy Mm. there's like a bunch of peter hernandez's in this exactly okay fair you just proved your own point man zero oh for one okay you're gonna get this one okay carlos irwin estevez oh okay so um that's either emilio estevez no charlie sheen or um his son his dad one of the sheen guys charlie sheen charlie you sheen. got it I knew okay you okay joe raquel tejada what mm-hmm. joe raquel, raquel. okay tejada. wait because it's Raquel, is that a last name or is that like, is that a female name for this individual? Are you giving me any hints? No. Don't let me flounder. It's You're a mean. female. Okay. Joe Raquel Tejada. Mm-hmm. Joe Raquel Tejada. Uh, Joe Raquel. No. See, this one could have gone in our previous uh, category too. Raquel Welch. No. Mm. Okay, so I knew that she was, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. Raquel wow. Welch. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Raquel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Joe Raquel Tejada. Okay. Armando Cristian Perez. I'm gonna be fucking failing at this, Charlene. Why? Why do you do this? <laughs> You'll get to me? some of them. Uh, I don't know. Pitbull. No. <laughs> Armando Cristian Perez. Yeah. Okay. Jose Martin Morales. Joe. I don't know. Ricky Martin. No. Mm-hmm. Ricky Martin. Oh, I am failing horribly. Okay. Like, why do you even have me on the show? Marco oh. Antonio Muñiz. You have to get this one. Um, Mark Anthony? Yes. No. Yeah, you got one. I pulled that one right out Mark of my Anthony. bum. Um, so these ones are, they didn't go, they didn't assimilate their names per se. They just simplified very Latinx names. Okay. Alberto Aguilera Valadez. You'll never guess it. Aguilera. Alberto Aguilera oh, Alberto. It doesn't matter. Okay. Juanga. Juan Gabriel. Come on. I know, like you went from that to Juan Gabriel. 
And he's from the borderland area. Like, these are things that I should fucking know, right? Uh, no, that, but, <sighs> but, yeah. I don't know why you would have changed that one. I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't roll off your tongue like Hwanga. I don't he know. He was just a queen and wanted, yeah, yes. a new name. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna have to practice. I'm gonna have to warm up my lips for this one. Wow. I mean, damn. I don't even know what. What does this mean? It's a lot. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm gonna have to read it because it's a lot. Ursula Hilaria Celia de la Caridad de la Santísima Trinidad Cruz Alfonso. Penelope Cruz. Celia Cruz. Celia Cruz. <laughs> What? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve names. Azúcar. Yes. Wow. Ursula Hilaria Celia de la Caridad de la Santísima Trinidad Cruz Alfonso. I'm going to start using that as I'm a cuss word. Wow. <laughs> that's huge, yo. Right? Celia. She had time to like run down the block while her mom was <laughs> saying her name. Like when she started, Ursula, haul ass. You're, you got a 10K in you before she gets to Alfonso. You're good. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> Damn. Well, you didn't do that great at that game. No, I'm, I've got one right. Sadly. <laughs> well, Penelope Cruz. That was mine for Celia. My bad. I'm so sorry. Well, Pour one out for Celia. Pour one out for Celia. Oh, so I did shorten my name, like Cat from. Catherine, but it was I didn't like whitenize it. That was just the name I was given. Yeah. Have you you haven't, have you? Have you shortened any parts of your name? No. Okay. I have a very country name. Charlene. Mm-hmm. Charlene. Yeah. <laughs> Charlene. Oh yeah. Uh well, it's you know. Fine. I I would say this, like our parents' generation were the parents who used to get the knuckle, like, wrapped on the knuckles for speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. And that's 100% true with my father. Yep. He would get in trouble in school for speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. So, like, what was his first thought was, like, assimilate all the children. That's right. And so that's that's just the where the sum total of what that ha- what, what happens when you are just so fucking anti-Latinx. Mm-hmm. And this happened... On the El Paso Juarez border. It's not like it happened in Wisconsin or anything. Right. Yeah, no. Wisconsin. I love you, Wisconsin. No, that's that's true. And so much of our story, so much of the Pocha story is that. What happened to our ancestors? What happened to our grandparents? What happened to their parents that made them want better for us and better equaled assimilation better equaled a be closer to whiteness so that you can reap the benefits of what we see what we're living what we're being punished for the accents not knowing english having to work these jobs that are labor agriculture laundry whatever it was that our families were doing that they in those moments of struggle said our children and their children will not live this life so I get that you can call it out and you can say you're not being authentic, you're not being true to yourself, you're assimilated, you're a pocha, like it's a bad thing. Somebody fought and bled and cried many nights so that I could be a pocha, so that I could be the first one in line for a fucking pumpkin spice latte. That is what my ancestors (laughs) fought for. (laughs) 
I was just about to clap for this <laughs> until then, you got to pumpkin spice latte. And then I, I was like, oh, yeah. you lost me. No, but I mean, there's, there's something to be said for that because there has been, at least in my life, a reckoning of how much we have assimilated mm-hmm. to now where I don't even know how to explain it other than to say like, oh, like an, an oh moment. Like, oh, okay. This is why our families did this. This is why I could be proud now. Not like mm-hmm. I couldn't be proud before, but really like I understand why my father wanted us to assimilate. Yep. I get that. Yeah. But that caused so much turmoil internally. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that it caused some with him as well. Sure. But that has caused so much for me to be able to like figure out my way in life mm-hmm. and just just be okay where I'm living at that intersection. Exactly. And we do. And and it's still there are people who you're you're still you're going to be too brown in some spots and you're going to be too white in others and it's that's the pocha that's the pocha way right you have to find your way in the middle of all that at that intersection where do you where do you sit what is you what is authentically you whatever got you here whatever history is in your bloodline um you can be proud of that and you should be proud of that and you can reclaim and you you we don't have to hide in those spaces anymore um it's okay to speak spanish it's okay to be brown it's okay to um do all of those things that our ancestors were not allowed to were punished for and were told they weren't good enough um we can take that back and it's it's a slow process and it's a lot of internal work you're absolutely right so and it's it's extremely difficult especially in this time where race and color and all of that are so much in the forefront of everyone's thoughts and minds and um people who never noticed that brown and black people and indigenous people were having problems are now noticing this um so you know it's it's time to be proud of who you are and where you came from I appreciate you said that at, at your own pace because really it is like you can't force someone to have their own aha moment or whatever it is. It really is at your own pace. And some people take a little bit longer in life and get there. And some people are like fucking woke day one mm-hmm. and great, great on you. Yeah. That's amazing. For the for some of us, we just got to take our little time like unpacking the layers of shit yep. in our lives and you know, that's, we're here to help you unpack, boo. <laughs> Move out the way. I've got my, my fila right here. I will help you with the duct tape on some of them boxes and we'll unpack together. Cut that's the layers. Cut mm-hmm. the layers. We're ready. Woo. <sighs> so right here at that intersection of brown pride and assimilation, that's where we're at. And you're joining us with the Bocha podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. Charlene. Oh, Kat. Que hay de nuevo. Come on now. Oh, oh my gosh. We- so I'm going to warn you that we're, this is probably some explicit content coming up. So if you are... <laughs> it hasn't been explicit the entire time, really. <laughs> Which should tell you something. <laughs> if I'm now giving the warning, <laughs> that should tell you something. Um, we're going to talk about Cardi B. We're going to talk about WAP. Mm-hmm. Because that is the guy uh, de nuevo. Wet ass pussy. That's what it stands for. Yes. So... The reason for me 
that it's Arqueada Nuevo is not so much the song, like whatevs, it's a catchy tune, the lyrics, whatever, the things, the stuff. I have been amazed at the response that it's been getting. <laughs> mm-hmm. So before we get to the response, though. Yes. What were your initial thoughts of the song, having heard it? Yeah, the lyrics, at, I was, wow, they just put it out there. They just done said it, put it out there. And yes. Uh, and we had a little bit of a conversation about it at first. Um, they were, you know, the response was mixed. People were upset that they were having these conversations. People were upset that these lyrics were a thing. Um, and we were saying, you know, it's one thing to embrace your sexuality and it's another thing to be sexualized. So Truth. these women are saying, I can love sex. I can love my body. I can talk about it and own it and ask for what I want. And this is what I want. This is how it is. This is what I'm putting out there. One thing that I really appreciate about both of these ladies, um, Cardi B and Megan Stallion, they're, they're both from very humble beginnings. You know, Cardi B was a stripper. It's, she says that stripping and the ability to make that money with her particular skill set in that moment in her life is what got her out of poverty and out of domestic violence. It got her to a place of stability where she could do better for herself. And that's huge. Like sex work got her to a place where she could stand on her own two feet and not have to put up with some abusive relationship or any of that. Um, that's huge to me. I think... And I didn't know a lot about Megan Stallion. Like, I really honestly hadn't heard about her. But reading a little bit more, she, you know, grew up in cycles of incarceration. Her dad was incarcerated for most of her life. He passed when she was only 15. And then she was very close to her mom, who was a rapper also, who would take her to studios and kind of got her into that whole thing. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And she passed away last year. So she's she's had a lot of loss in her life. But um, I just find it fascinating that these women can take that hardship take all of that and just say yeah I'm just gonna be me and I'm just gonna say this is what I need this is what I want and put it out there in all the ways okay so agreed with you on um I I mean on a lot of things but the very first time that I heard that and I was listening to the song with our executive producer the esteemed um, executive producer <laughs> who gets exactly zero dollars and zero mm-hmm. cents. We should give her a raise. Ex- agreed. <laughs> so the first time we heard it, she was like, yes, rap does sometimes objectify women, mm-hmm. but they're doing this on their own terms. Right. And that was huge for us to have that kind of conversation for just to the viewpoint of how to Mm -hmm. look at this song you know and all the things that's the highbrow interpretation that I first had after first listening to it and then there's also like oh my god Kat can you see this video like holy shit (laughs) (laughs) and the lyrics and the lyrics oh the lyrics here we go my favorite my favorite part of the lyrics I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging in the back of my throat that fucking killed me i loved it like damn i loved it they went there all the way they sure did and as like a (laughs) as a lesbian who's listening to this i'm like wait do all straight women like this is this what what let me answer you clearly (laughs) no well i mean she does and that's cool that's totally cool take it so i'm i really dig the song like at the end of the day it has a good beat 
It's fun to listen to. It brings a smile to my face. I follow Cardi B on Instagram and oh, she's, she's the best. Fucking entertaining. She's the best. She's just awesome. Her so, accent, I could listen to her talk all, all right? day. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't care what she's I rapping it. about. Whatever. Just Whatever. yeah. Do the things. Mm-hmm. So I I'm really digging this song. Um what did you think of the the, the video that parts of the video that you've seen? I, glorious. Like they're just <laughs> glorious. I mean, they really are. The hair, the nails, the clothes, they're glorious and just feeling themselves, which I, you know, there's a lot to be said for that confidence and mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. just owning that moment and not just do they look amazing, but to be saying what they're saying with just no apologies is, it's a kind of a beautiful thing. I dig it. Mm-hmm. It was visually very interesting for me. For Maybe this is the dude side of my brain, but I was like, oh, that's a lot of patterns in there. What the hell? Oh, um, so I was watching the video and I had put it on pause and the executive producer walked into the living room and I, t- I turned the laptop to her and I was like, I don't remember. I, I think what I said was something like, why do they have kind of an industrial thing in this at this point? And she looks at it and she's like, <laughs> is that Planet Fitness? <laughs> Because of the colors, I was fucking dying laughing. (laughs) But I, so there was a lot of patterns and a lot of colors in there for me that I was like, I don't know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for me. But it was just still very entertaining, very amusing. There was a lot of visuals that went with it. I was like, damn, if I could be that stretchy. Well, it's, I mean, I think that's, it's loud. It's bold. It's It's, no apologies. It's their personalities on display. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. Mm -hmm. Mine would probably be a blank wall and a book, maybe. Wow. They are so fucking stretchy in that. That was my other thought. Stretchy. Very stretchy. They did the splits and were like bouncing up and down doing the splits. And I'm hallelujahing because I can't (laughs) do that. I'm too old. Yeah, I'm too, no. Mm -mm. The one thing about that video, though, as a lesbian, or I should say, me as a lesbian, not all lesbians. You're not the monolith. I'm not, unfortunately. (laughs) Man, everybody should be wearing a ball cap and pantaloons every day. Um, So they have really long nails, Megan Thee Stallion and, Mm -hmm. and Cardi B. And that scares the shit out of me. I'm like, no, nails that long do not belong in a vagina. So that was the only part of the video. I was like, "Ooh, no, thank you, no." But I mean, I can, I guess, I could see how dudes like that. See, I don't know. Shit, I would never think of. Shit that I would think of. Yeah, that would be scratching some insides. Okay, I'm we just all saying. got the visual. <laughs> so, what reaction has this prompted? Oh shit! The funniest that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> There is this, I'm not even going to say his name because he's a douchebag, but there's this um, guy who has a podcast and he's incredibly conservative and he read out the lyrics and he's just so like, I think it's fair to say he's disgusted with it. Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair assessment. So he's reading it in disgust. He's reading the lyrics and Uh he can't even say like wet ass pussy. He He has to just, I don't even know, like he just can't even say it, right? Can't get it out of his mouth. So one of the lyrics is like, um, you need a, a mop, it, um, I'm sorry, a mop in a bucket. Uh-huh. And he, <laughs> he outs himself that apparently, okay, A, he outs himself that like, I guess his wife doesn't get wet enough because he's 
he's like, why would you, why would you get, need a mop and a bucket for this? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm confused. Pobrecita, like she's not even that into you that she can't. But, and then he, he goes on to say like his wife's doctor says that there's something wrong with you if you have this much wetness. And I'm like, bro, you doing it wrong. And your doctor fucking doing it wrong. Um, like there's there, a whole industry. <laughs> Hello, KY. We are accepting sponsors. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's just kind of sad. So he's he's upset that this is an issue for these ladies right. because he does not understand. Yeah, and there are so many damn memes. Oh, the I I'm loving people making up what WAP stands for. Okay, that's, what have you seen? Um, white ass privilege. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. I. Wait, uh, wet ass pupusas. <laughs> There's like these <laughs> drippy, delicious foods. Salvadorian, Salvadorian deliciousness. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was thinking of my own, like what my current WAP would be, and it's <laughs> wide ass panza because <laughs> in COVID I just want all the snacks. <laughs> yes. Um, wild alligator party. Wow, Florida, what are you doing? That's right. Now that everybody's in COVID in their houses, the alligators have just gone wild. In the swimming pools. You know all the videos of the alligators in the pools? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hanging out, drinking some beer. Yeah. Okay, wild-ass alligator parties. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That's uh, all you got? I mean, probably some people have like a weird Aunt Penelope or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kids that are like, Mom, can I please buy this album? What is WAP? Weird Aunt Penelope. Okay. Oh my God, those, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this has just been like Cardi B can break the internet with some of the shit she does, right? Agreed. Like, I'm uh, good, good, fun stuff, right? Like, I love her, but this has been super amusing. This has been the thing for us to make, to just give us a smile in COVID, but also in eight months. Let's see how many <laughs> children's are born. <laughs> Eight or nine months, sorry. It's actually 10. It's a big fat lie that they tell you nine months, because let me tell you, the 10th month is the worst. What? There's 10 in there? It's 40 weeks. Oh, shit. And for some children who don't want to come out, even at the 40 weeks, it's longer. Oh, shit. Well, okay, so counting 40 weeks from when this was released, <laughs> we may see some children's whose names are also Cardi B or RCB. Megan. Or Megan. Or WAP. <laughs> Wapita. <laughs> I'm, you know what? Mad props to, to both of them for bringing yes. us this enjoyment. Agreed. And also, I'm so sorry for some of the people in here who are like, what is the, um, my wife never does, ha- it's a desert, it's the Sahara. Oh, I mean, Ay, that is a medical condition. Pobrecita. That's the, like, that's the dap. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be like, maybe she's just not that into you, bro. (laughs) Maybe it's time for you to just let that shit go and move on. Or, KY, I hear they're looking for customers. (laughs) It's a thing. He can get sponsorship for that. Mm -hmm. We can get sponsorship for that. Knock on our door, KY. Please do. Knock on our door. I hope you mean that in not the literal sense. (laughs) (laughs) No, if you're stalkering us, no, thank you. But wow. Okay, so that's our que hay de nuevo. Like that is still going to be on my hay de nuevo. And that's going to be at the top of my playlist whenever I want to hear hip hop. 
I hope for the next several months because it's just a fun, brings a smile to my face. I like it. Makes me kind of giggle a little bit that finally, like, not finally, I shouldn't say finally, but that someone has so out in the open in their, on their own terms, mm-hmm. just been like, N- this is the fucking way I like sex. And this is just how it's going to happen when you are with me. Yeah. A put pot it out of there. macaroni is what's going to happen. <laughs> just put it out there. <laughs> put it out there. Do what you got to do and be proud. I mean, you know, that's, uh, I appreciate that there are people in this world who have that confidence in their body and their themselves, uh, in their sexuality. I, I applaud them. Absolutely. Bravo. <laughs> make some more of that. Bravo. <laughs> that's, a, that's making a smile. Um, and we're going to put at the forefront that we are the Pocha Podcast. We are. I'm Charlene. And I'm Kat. And Charlene, where could they find us? <laughs> I'm going to not give you acronyms. Um, <laughs> you can go to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you just want to hear the podcast, you can go to Podbean. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, which we would totally appreciate a rate and a review. And you can find us on Spotify or really wherever you get all your podcasty goodness. Yes. And we have our episodios drop on the 15th of every month. We have our bonus content, the Weedy Weedy, on the 30th. Sometimes we'll give you a little extra, extra, a little something, something that in your stocking. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has been episodio 18. And thank you for um, being along this ride with us. Go celebrate Latinx Heritage Month. You got a month. Do it. Do it up. With some tequila, burritos, and... WAP. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time. (laughs) Bye.